Brendan Fo Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome back. It has now been over one year since we've been podcasting. Where are hey. you all? I thought you meant since we were on that fucking train. <laughs> 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 what a wild ride, though. That was so fun and so good and so tear-filled. I'm going to start with the frivolous facts. You know, I didn't do this last time because uh, I didn't want to super spoil things for Ian. This is more just like a behind-the-scenes fact. Adrian, I would have let... Her live. I thought the defibrillating hit her was such a great idea. But the main problem was it was blood loss. She had lost so much blood. So defibrillating somebody who just has no blood isn't going to do much. But I loved the idea so much that I was like, if you get three successes, you are one away. I will revive her because <laughs> like that's going to be a really hard check uh, and so dramatic and so fucking sad. Thanks, Doc. So there's kind of a frivolous behind the scenes fact, a frivolous fact about something in the world would be, oh, by the way, I'm Riley. I'm the BM. I control everything. I'm God. So bow before me. A frivolous fact about GeoHold is that they don't tax the people, they tax companies. I kind of like that. So like when you spend your money at a buying a pigeon sweater, a portion of that Gold will go to the turdsellers and, and paying them and helping them pass laws and and paying the little bit of law enforcement. Another frivolous fact there is that, you know, the law enforcement kind of keeps the peace. But also, like, if you have a bounty to kill somebody or or whatnot, it's not super uncommon to just see someone get shot in the street. And law enforcement, as long as there's a bounty, just won't do anything about it. And most people will just keep walking about their day. They might look and make sure they're not in danger. but it's not that uncommon of an of a of an experience. There you go. Frivolous facts all over the place. We're getting spoiled. Spoiled for facts today. And when you guys killed the butler in the Red Herd's mansion, they had a bounty on their head, so they didn't that's why nobody reacted or cared. Just uh that's a filling in continuity thing of like, oh, he got shot with a shotgun and nobody cared. I didn't get paid for that. No, you never went and collected. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> after the fact the real reason i didn't have anyone react is because i was like this is already going long and we need to ep- end this episode soon <laughs> <laughs> the real reason is because riley's a snob and it was just a butler oh no <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about the help uh, oh. <laughs> oh gosh it was like the only voice i could keep in character though so why'd i do that <laughs> I'm oh hey I'm Kyle I'm Mercurius I make his voice hap- to happen with my mouth he would very much like more cybernetic enhancements like maybe chop off the other leg the other arm get like a cyborg spine a spine would be cool bionic spine for sure this has to come in play later <laughs> I am Kimberly and I play Phaleon and a frivolous fact about Phaleon is that she has a shopping problem, particularly with shoes. She has too many shoes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you've got a room in Saloon Dion. There's a small closet in there. Where does she keep all her shoes? It's just like at the bottom, stacks and stacks of shoes. Shoe boxes that haven't even been opened yet. If you lift up the like bed cover, it's not actually a bed frame. It's just a pile of shoe boxes that she sleeps on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With a sheet <laughs> draped over the top. 
Hello, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin Britstone. A frivolous fact about him, uh, he's from New Albion and they're very big on their like etiquette and their manners and their social stuff. So he's actually had formal dance classes. Ooh, fancy. I know, right? I am Matt. I play Good Boy. And a frivolous fact about him is that he has a horse license and i will not be explaining i'm glad you said license (laughs) yeah you don't have to explain we're all gonna each of us will have a theory on what that means a license that allows you to breed horses i was gonna go the animal husbandry angle too like a driver's license but with horses you know like a fake id to get you into bars but where the profile picture is just of a horse Hopefully one day we will find out which of these it is. Previously on Friend and Foe Adventure Co., you got back from the loot realm. You immediately got a call from Amir to get on the train and ride to Everfalls because there are rumors of a Siren Queen's disciple in that area. The rumors are more like, you know, oh, there seems to be magic activity out there. Maybe it seems like it could be a siren, but... It doesn't seem like a known siren, so it sort of indicates could be a disciple. Uh, And so you you got on in a hurry. You did this whole train adventure. We don't need to go into that mess. Afterwards, you found out that Princess Consuela had snuck on. And then she went off up ahead with Business Child. People had various reasons for wanting to go there, you know, like business, seeing their dad. Uh, seeing Ever Falls, the world's faucet, Elaspis's faucet, and various things like that. But you didn't make it to Ever Falls. You had a little mini adventure with Ian, aka Drake Wilson, and you are now on your way back. Uh, you've you've made it. You're making your way back. Here we are. We're jumping in live. Bam. So you're walking along the tracks towards Ever Falls, and as you get closer, you cross a bridge over a large water. A large river is the word. A large water. <laughs> Just a bridge over a long water. You know, like one of those roads, but it's water instead of ground. <laughs> it's like large water, too. But like, you know, roads are only surface deep, right? They don't go very deep. This goes like down as well as across. It's like a wavy line, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to fix that, but screw that. I'm, I'm leaving that description in. And so you're looking out, and this water is pretty crystal clear, very beautiful water. And you look out to the never eat soggy waffles east, and the water goes out into the jungle, and you can kind of see it fork off into smaller water lines aka streams or mini rivers and they just keep branching out as far as you can see and it you know it gets a little bit smaller as it goes out more and more you can even see some like new trenches kind of being dug for water to be going new directions and then when you look left your eye line follows the river and it leads to a pretty pretty city and as you look at that city it's a sunshiny day beautiful blue skies. You can see some stars up in the sky and there is rain falling in near the center of town. You can see that over the buildings and whatnot, but there are no clouds above that rain. 
that's your view on that bridge. You continue, you cross it, or should I say continue? That's an inside joke. Kimmy's corrected me so many times that I say continue. And for a long time, I insisted that I didn't. Last episode when I was editing, I very, very like hardly said like, and then you continue on. And I was like, fucking hell, that was the hardest continue ever. I never noticed it before. Probably because Kimmy pointed it out and I try my best. I can't promise that I won't say continue now as a lot. <laughs> Thank you. You continue to walk across the bridge. You get across. Uh, you're following the tracks. You get off. You start heading maybe towards the city as you get closer. Would you follow the tracks all the way into the city or would you like veer off and, and go closer? Would you want to enter the city from the train tracks or from elsewhere? presumably we're going to get to a station and that would be really awkward to just turning up at a train station on the tracks without the train. We're all in a conga line. That would cause some questions. <laughs> yeah. I would vote that as soon as we get over the bridge onto the city side of the road, water, water road, we leave the track and just head into the city. That's reasonable. I like that. Sounds good. You all start heading towards the city away from the tracks and you look back and you see Dahlia engineers on a handcart, one of those pump handcarts, right? Like you have the teeter-totter, the seesaw type thing of just pump, pump, pump. And they're moving along and there's people with different supplies. Some have like uh, shovels and body bags and some have different things. So you know that a group went ahead that way. So presumably they know that stuff happened. As you get closer to the city, you can tell like it is very pretty. There are a lot of small streams, big streams, big rivers, small rivers. There's varying degrees of these uh, water roads, as we called them, and bridges throughout. The buildings are cleaner, nicer. The streets are cleaner. The people are cleaner. They look more approachable than the geohold folks. There you go. You are entering the city. I feel like these clean people. I feel like I need a bass. Yeah, it's it's all very nice, isn't it? And I've definitely got train hair. Should I put on my tie, do you think? I'm going to put it on. You do. <laughs> you put on your tie. It looks great. I blend right in. Nobody notices. People look a little bit afraid because they see a psycho, and then they see you're wearing a tie, and they're like, oh, yeah. This tie over your tie-dye skag t-shirt, it's just, uh, it's very disarming. Perfect. Exactly what I was going for. You guys want, you guys want to go get some baths? Yeah, let's... So wait, hang on, what's the mission? We find out about these rumours of the Siren Disciple. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Is it an ice one? No, did I make that up? I don't know. I felt like that sounded right, but... Yeah. I have not a single fact to back that up. <laughs> and this this isn't Wynn, this is someone different. Wynn was not connected to that at all. She was just random train bitch, right? Right. Now, that would have been way too convenient if our target... You said that as Tarquin, so you have to take your sexism damage. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. But, no, I just... No, I'm asking just because, obviously, she did the whole ice thing on Good Boy, so she had ice powers, right? Yeah, she had ice powers. You saw it more than once when she first broke in from the back. She kind of... There was some ice that formed on the door, and she iced Good Boy. So, yeah, you know all that. Okay, but we're looking for a different ice lady. Yeah, because you saw she had full siren tattoos. She was okay. a full-blown siren. Um, I got a three, by the way, for my damage. Is there like a tourist, you know, welcome to Everfall's town map thing? You know, like board we can go and see what's around? Uh, roll a search check. Let's see. 
I only got a 10. Yeah, you walk in and you don't necessarily see much. The city is a little bit scattered as far as how it's organized. Like, it, it's not a grid system. Geohold had a little bit of a nicer street layout, but you can tell, you know, like, oh, this has to be built kind of around rivers, water flow. So it's not as organized as you might think. That's all you can tell, though. You don't see anything else. I kind of want to check out where it looks like it's raining. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's go. Now that you're in the city, you can kind of see up there. You start making your way and pretty much just pick a river and follow it backwards, follow it towards the center of town. You get there and there are quite a few people around. They're watching the rainfall. There's signs around every once in a while. People are standing at those like little, um, you know, when you go to like a national park and they have those little plaques, placards. Uh, there's like a placard in front of it and uh, scattered throughout. And people are like looking at those and reading those and just talking. People are sitting down and eating. It's it's a very touristy type attraction. Uh, And you see a large lake, beautiful water, and the rain is falling exactly where the water edge is. Uh, In the middle, you see an island on that island. You can kind of tell through the rain that it is not wet at all on that island. And so it's almost like a halo of water going around it. In the center of that island is a pretty beautiful blue. It's got like varying degrees of blue, varying colors of blue shades. It's this beautiful, big, probably a little bit bigger than your head size blue gem. Ooh. Okay, so we've got a lake. We've got rain. Who needs to find a bath? I'm just going to strip down to my kex and jump in the water. Yeah. There's perfectly good water right here. That's what I'm doing. You're the first one to do it. You're st- you start going, and as you get closer, you do see some people sort of playing in the water, and as you get even closer and you get into it, you can see some buoys that are about three squares out. <laughs> What's so funny about buoys? <laughs> you Americans. <laughs> what do you call it? Boys. Boys? Boys. Boys. All them boys, those little boys, boys out in the water. There's so many boys in the water. Yeah, boys. Life boys. You're a boy in the water. I am a boy and I'm a man in the water, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get into the water. There's, you know, families playing in there. What? No, I was scared. I'm sure I've asked you this before. Was How do you say buoyancy then for something that floats? Buoyancy. Yeah, you're right. Buoyancy sounds right, yeah. Shit. Why yeah. do you have to make yeah. good points? Okay, yeah, Kimmy... Kimmy, you have a word that you like to bring up as a complication. Can I type it? Or do you want to say it, babe? Ugh. Buried. We all say it that way, right? Like even B-U-R-Y. Yeah, buried. Is buried. Bury. 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 Why? Yeah. Why does the U make an E sound here? Why is it bury? <laughs> Why? Shouldn't it be like bury and buried? Buried. Buried. Yeah, you're right. It drives me nuts. Do you have place names that end with that? Like Salisbury? Yeah. We have Salisbury steak. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you go into this lake, this beautiful water, and you are filthy. You can see the dirt immediately. There's just a brown cloud around you of dirt that is washing off of you. And for a moment, it's it's clouding around you. But then... Could like a load of dead fish just float to the surface? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... It gets sucked kind of out, like, to one of the connecting exits. There's various 
exits to this lake that go and feed into like, you know, the rivers and whatnot that stem from this area. You're pretty clean pretty quickly, you know, and the rain is falling down on your head, too. So you're getting the full shower effect. Dirt is coming down your burly chest. What happens with your electronic arm? Is it waterproof? I don't don't know. That's totally up to you. Yeah, surely. Otherwise, I'd never be able to go out in the rain. Hey, Mercurius, you, you've got cybernetics as well. We're waterproof, right? Surely. Yeah, they've got to be waterproof. Like, yeah. if you get blood on it or something, like... Or if you, like, spill your milk from your cereal in the morning. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Even your, your robotic arm is being cleaned, and your robotic eye... Uh, although... Your robotic eye does retain water a little bit, so your perception out of one eye is like, you know, like raindrops on glasses type thing. Yeah, we're yeah. curious. Did you say you were going in there too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Both of your eyes are like a blurry mess. I can't see shit. And then you touch this thing on your wrist, and these little wiper blades start going through your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like the Mercedes wiper blades. <laughs> is there a place where I can rent one of those swan paddle boats there absolutely is you look around and you can see a little rental stand and they've got various animals in the shape of boat or boats in the shape of animals damn dyslexia all right i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go rent a paddle boat wait can there also be like a petting zoo where there are animals in the shape of boats Yeah, on the outskirts, because this is also like a big town square. So the buildings are fairly distanced away from this area. So it's like green grass around it, a beautiful park. There's some trees on one of the outskirts. There is a fenced off area for a petting zoo with animals shaped like boats. Oh, my God, you guys. So many of them are just legless animals. Yes. Sort of like hollowed out and you can sit in them. (laughs) Legless and spine, like they they have a almost like scoliosis of like where their spine indented uh, too far in and it left a little bit of like a cave in there. They've got no legs, so they just kind of lay there. But you see kids like piling inside them a little bit, sitting on there, petting the skag with no legs and a a boat in back. (laughs) That is some I have no mouth and I must scream shit right there. That's kind (laughs) of fucked up. They're happy, though. The animals are happy. They. <laughs> How do you judge the happiness of a boat cow? Magic, duh. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> They're all, like, magically... Uh... Magically delicious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they have no legs. It's not like they were amputated legs. For what, one reason or another, they were born without legs, uh, they were in an accident, and so they're being taken care of. Uh, but, you know, they've got to earn their way, too. And so but they but they get pets and love from the kids and people who come in there. And so it, it's a little give and take relationship. So win win. I'm glad we didn't go the horrifying route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making this way more humane. Yeah, what good. would be the horrifying route? Well, they have no legs. They're just stuck there with their scoliosis bags as everybody dog piles on them. Like, oh, they can't run away. Sorry to our vegan friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or vegetarian or anybody. Or people who don't like boats. I just imagine that you can literally take a bite out of the animal and they don't feel the pain. Instead, it just like magically heals instantly and they're fine. And that's why they're like magically delicious. Infinite food. Infinite food. Yeah. Life hacks. All right, good boy. You get to the boat rental place and you see various 
animals on there. There's rack, which are like these flying snake bats. The wings are going up and you, you sit on kind of a in between that, like a, you know, it's a boat. I don't need to describe the inside of a boat, uh, <laughs> but there is there's the pedals so that you do that and it turns the the little turbine. What do you call that? What's the little spinner thing? What's that called on a, one of those paddle boats? Paddle boats? It's a paddle bit, right? It's a paddle boat, yeah. Okay. There's various things there. There's skags. And when you pedal, when you do the little bicycle wheel, it, it moves its legs under the water. And so it's like, you know, doggy paddling. And there are saurians. There's spider ants. You got a jabber? I feel like a jabber doesn't really fit on the water. Oh, but it's like a jabber on its stomach, right? No, it's on its back. Like a uh, blue, right? There's that like, oh, yeah, yeah, on its back, and you would sit on its stomach. And you can make tell me if there's a different animal you want. I'll, I'll put it in there. Um, I was picturing a swan, but I'll just go for the nearest swan like animal. Yeah, th- I mean, we'll just do a swan then. Okay, but it's a fantasy swan, so it's got some scales in places and feathers. Can it have goat horns? Definitely has goat horns. Okay, okay I'll go for that one. The eyes are empty voids that if you look too long at, you start to feel dread, even in the form of the boat. So, yeah. Hey, uh, that'll be 15 gold for an hour. All right. Do I need any sort of license? Well, you know, we do like to have some sort of, uh, you know, check and make sure that you're old enough to operate one of these by themselves. That's probably a good idea. Here is my, you know, actually, I'm not going to bring it up again. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> Show him the horse license. Show him the horse license. Here is my horse license. He grabs it and he takes a look at it. Look how fast this came back into play. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Great setup, Matt. What's it look like? Oh, that's why I didn't want to bring it up again. Now I have to think of what it actually is. Is it like a license to kill, but instead of kill, it's horse as a verb, like license to horse, whatever that is in verbiage. Horse around. <laughs> horse around. <laughs> or I could just go for like, all of the suggestions and say it's a it's a license to ride horses and here is a picture of the horse on the license just so you know that that's what it's for it could be a license to be a horse as well to be ridden like a horse okay he looks at it very confused and he's like you've got a tie on you're old enough okay that works too and uh and he Gives you access to the swan, scaly swan, goat-horned, void-eyed boat. Okay, I'm going to go paddle around. Okay, you start paddling around the lake. While you're doing that, Phelion, you're the only person who we don't know uh, what they're doing. I'm going to go into the water as well. But I'm going to take off my shoes first because they're important. Ooh, nice, 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 nice. Are you just going in fully clothed then? Like, other than your shoes? Okay. But like I take out my Echo Stone, my electronics, like, you know. Well, Echo Stones are just magically enchanted stones, the rocks. So it's fine to get that wet if you wanted. It, it wouldn't okay. matter. And then Pigeon comes in and plays in the water as well. Aw. What does he do? How does he play in there? He just like kind of like a duck, but like his little flappy wings, like don't let him sit down very long. Oh, cute. I've never seen a hummingbird interact with water you know so it's a fun thought i almost imagine like diving into the water and then popping back up out and flying around in the rain dodging trying to dodge like water droplets as they fall but it doesn't have to do that he doesn't have to do that he can do that if you want 
It was, I was just imagining, <laughs> just playing around. Kyle, you didn't say how you went in. Did you go in fully dressed? Did you strip down to the skivvies? Oh, definitely stripping down to the to the undies. Okay. I feel like this is this is like a this is a beach episode, you know? Yeah. There's always that filler episode at the beach. Holiday special. Yeah. Uh, I need two descriptions here. Tarquin and Mercurius, what do your skivvies look like? Boxer briefs, but I feel like it should have a funny print. Like uh, maybe maybe it's got like clap traps on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine are like long boxes with the new Albion flag design on it. There you go. I don't know that we've ever described it at this point. Uh, what's the new Albion flag look like? Inverted Union Jack. Yeah, there you go. It can be that. <laughs> when you say inverted, what do you mean? Like the colors moved around just, or what? Yeah, just like, well, total 180, you know, you're like, like you put it in Photoshop and put invert. Oh, you're saying like the negative, like a negative, yeah, negative version of it? Like a negative. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like monochrome Union Jack done. And it says new Albion across the ass. Nice. That was an important topic there. We got that covered. When you say long, by the way, so like boxers, you know, like, yeah, they go like a little bit down the leg. Maybe halfway to the knee. Are these like halfway to the knee, three quarters to the knee? (laughs) Let's go halfway. Okay. Okay. So a little longer. All right. We're decent. They're like swim shorts. Absolutely. I mean, you see some people naked in there and stuff. It's, It's acceptable. Nudity isn't shamed. These people are very cultured. They're very mature. Nobody's like... They have straps like a wrestler. <laughs> like a singlet or whatever it's called. Like, but like the straps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing. Like the, the old school strongman outfit yes. thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a Victorian bathing suit then. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy, what are you doing? I'm trying to race people. There's somebody somewhat nearby that is in a skag boat. You know what I do? I go up to them next to their boat and I shoot a gun, shoot my gun, and then I take off really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to decide if I should roll or if you should roll for like your intention. I think this is very fitting. Let's talk check this. Okay. And you have, at this point, minus seven because you still have those ice scars. Oh, gosh. All right. So you are pretty terrifying looking as well. So that's, uh, got a 16. So nine. You shoot at them. It's a couple in this boat, and the guy holds up the girl as, like, a human shield, and then she starts hitting him, like, what the hell? What's your problem? And they start to argue as you race away. Oh, man. Seems like they have bigger issues to work on than just a friendly race. So I'll just, I'll leave them to it. Very kind. Do you try anybody else? There's, you know, there's various people in boats. Yeah, I'll try another boat. Are you doing the shooting thing? Or are you going to try a different approach? Uh, I think I'm going to try the shooting thing again. Uh, yeah, do it. Do the top. Okay. So that's a five. This time they look at you and they go, oh, the Ice Frankenstein's monster and turn around real quickly and start heading back to the shore. You see them get to the shore. They don't even go back to the boat shop area. They just get out of the boat right on the beach of the lake and scatter off the boat and run away. They went the wrong way. Races this way. People don't even necessarily care that you're shooting. It's just like when you shoot near them, they're like, uh, you know, that startled effect of like, am I the target here? Yeah. Okay, fine. Guess nobody wants to race. 
how do they know what Frankenstein's monster is? Uh, you don't think that they have fantasy Mary Shelley out there? Okay, no, just check it. Cool. The other three of you are on the beach, and uh, would you believe it? Here comes business child and a older gentleman and Princess Consuela coming right up to the beach, and they see you and say, "Oh, Daddy Tarquin and everybody else, how are you? I, it's I'm glad you made it. Did you have fun with that one eye guy? Yes." That's Drake Wilson. I was like, who the fuck is that one-eyed guy? <laughs> um, yeah, who's your friend? Do you know this man? Or have you, are you being kidnapped? Are you okay? Nod if you need help. Business child says, that's my dad. Oh, hello, Mr. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Child was my father. You can call me Destiny Child. Uh, pleased to meet you, Destiny Child. We had quite some adventures with your child, business child, on the train. Uh, he was telling me all about it, and you somehow know Princess Consuela here, and so we, he brought her along, and we offered to take her in for a little bit while you all did whatever you were doing. Yeah, that's cool. Be nice to her. Don't, like, lock her in the basement or anything. No. And send her to work for a bar. Who would do something like that to a child? I know. Oh, ridiculous. Like monsters. You all are supposed to be looking for this uh, disciple, right? Yeah, that is correct, but we were all just a bit minging after the train, so we had a bit of a scramping in the lake just to get clean. Well, that's why I came along, because, you know, what happened seemed, I feel partly responsible. Like, why was I there? Why was I with those disciples? I want answers. Yes. We might be a bit dangerous, though, so I don't think you should probably come with us. Why don't you play in the water for a bit? Business child and destiny child, they were taking me around and showing me the sights here. There's there's so much to do here. It's a lot nicer here than Geohold. What have you seen? Tell me three things. Uh, I saw a wax museum. Better go into that. I saw a lake that has water falling into it. You see that too. You're in it. And I saw a lot of road waters, water roads. That is what we call them. Fancy ass bridges. Fancy bridges. I'm a child. Listen, I don't What's swear. your language, young lady? We don't fucking say words like fancy around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we need to, now that we're all like cleaned up and sorted, what about we split up and we try and find out some information and we meet back here at the Botamals in a couple of hours time. How's about that? That's a fine plan. Sounds good. Um, is good boy still in, on the boat? I'm just going to call out to him the plan. Hey, good boy, we got two hours. Okay, sounds good. All right, at this point, right, good boy's back. He returned the boat. Everybody's been rained on in the water or whatever, so you are pretty clean. Good boy, your scars are still there. I am sorry. Nothing you can do about that at this point. So at this point, you are all going to separate, and you can do whatever you want. In your on your way in, you saw clothing stores, shoe stores, shops, weapon shops, various like, you know, uh, shops and museums and things, whatever you want, literally whatever you think of, name it. You could ask somebody, you know, there's there are maps around in this area. It's very touristy of like, oh, get to know Ever Falls. Why don't we roll initiative and that'll determine the order? 17. Two. Is that right? Nine. 11. We'll start with Phil. I'm going to get dressed first, obviously, because I don't want to be strolling through the streets in my in my pants. And then 
I am going to go and find this wax museum because I think that would be a prime place to get some info on uh, this disciple thing, woman. Somebody guides you to the wax museum. It's not very far. Five minute walk. And you get to this building and it has candles all over it. The face of the building. None of the candles are lit. They're just different colors of wax candles at the front. Wait, it's a museum of candles. That's what you see at the front. Okay, well, I'm going to go. Is there like a ticket booth or a reception or whatever? No, it's just a door. Okay, well, I'm going to go through the door or try and open the door at least. Is it open? Yeah, you open it. And I mean, it, it is fairly empty in the little lobby there. But inside, you can see a wax person in a suit, and they are behind a little ticket booth in there. Wait, a wax person? Not a real person. A wax person? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I'm just going to walk past the wax person then and go straight through. You hear, that'll be ten gold from the wax figure. Um, Okay, what are you going to do if I don't? Ah, shit. Not this again. Well, I can't move. Uh, I, uh, I guess, you know, uh, do you, I, everyone's just trying to make a living. I'll pay the 10 gold. I'll just put, I'll whack 10 gold down on the counter. Thank you kindly. My wax family really appreciates that. Your wax family. Yeah. That's why I work. Everybody's working for something, right? <laughs> a wax people, a species. <laughs> but anyway, right. I've bought my ticket. You're welcome, sir. It's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing the wax in the museum. <laughs> oh, by the way, you haven't heard anything about like an ice siren woman knocking about Everfalls, have you? Uh, roll me a D6. Three. You know what? A lot of people pass through here. And uh, yeah, I heard that there was somebody who wanted to stop the world's faucet or something. Okay. Did you hear any details? I'm here at the front most of the day. Somebody wheels me off at night so I can be with my wax family. But uh, that's that's all I heard as they passed through the lobby. Okay, that's cool. Thank you very much. Thank you for your help. I tell you what, because um, I like nice round numbers, here's one gold tip for the info. Why don't you get yourself something nice, like um, a little wax hat? Oh, that's awful kind of you. I know just the hat I want. I'm so pleased for you um so the museum's through here is it yeah yep okay thanks love you bye love you bye shit why did i say love you back oh if i meet your wax wife i'm gonna tell her you enter in you see like a wax waterfall it's not moving it's just a pretty waterfall that's made out of wax and you hear this voice go overhead as you enter and the uh, spotlight shines on that wax waterfall Early candles are said to be molded in paper tubes using rolled rice paper for the wick and wax from an indigenous insect that was combined with the seeds. I'm just going to walk off into the next room. I'm just leaving. I'm just wa- walking into the next room. Other candles were made from... <laughs> and you, it fades as you go into the next place. Something lights up and you see a wizard in a hat, a pointy hat, and it's all wax, of course. Everything's waxy. It's not high-quality wax, like, you know, in science fiction, 
of this place called Earth. They had wax museums of like celebrities. It does not look like realistic at all. You see that person there and it's saying Wizard Frandlebop, he Okay, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause Wizard Frandlebop. Um, can I do an insight check just to see is the any is there anything in any of these museum exhibits that's going to be useful to me? That's what my insight check. Otherwise, I'm just going to walk straight through to the gift shop, which I'm assuming there is. Okay, yeah, roll, roll it. Uh, that's an eight. Wait. Oh no, yeah, I got a bonus. Uh, Thirteen. No, yeah, there's there's nothing real useful in there. You, just tidbits of information. Wizard Frandlebop was the sorcerer that brought forth the lives of the wax people. And now there's a thriving community of wax people. Cool. Gift shop, please. You have walked through this so fast that you start to get towards the uh, exit of what you assume. And all of a sudden, you see this pan above the entrance of the gift shop right before you get there it a pan it's a large pan a large pan like yep. a frying pan like a cooking pan well like a a little deeper you know like a okay a large bucket type thing but it's more of a frying pan um yeah, yeah and it spills over and wax falls down and covers the exit um rude but also it's only wax right so like, I can just smash it. I'm going to punch it. Why did you come and visit if you didn't want to see the wax exhibit? This is insulting to our people. You will suffer the wrath of wax. Okay. I can't believe you insulted the wax people. They are clearly very interesting and smart people because they did the bucket trick, which is very <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, that's what's happening. All right. Okay. Sorry. I was really slow. I was like, why is that in a wax museum? <laughs> Let's go over to Good Boy. Good Boy, what do you want to try and find in this city? Is there one of those, like, uh, like, hopefully this isn't too close to what Tarquin did, but is there one of those, like, ghost tours that you can go around and see haunted places? Oh, my goodness. Of course there is. Yes. <laughs> yeah right there on the beach you can see somebody holding a big sign and it's it's a black poster board a little green looking goo drawn on there and the lettering is you know green goo and it says like ghost tours and there's blood splatter on it okay i'm gonna go do that welcome hey hey man so glad to have you here are you ready to learn about the wickedness that happened in the beautiful city of Ever Falls? Yes. Why do you sound like a stoner? Or is that just me? Maybe everybody sounds like a stoner. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, you're not wrong, man, but let's let's do this. That's five gold. Okay, here's five gold. Okay, perfect. All right. And he gets in a rickshaw. He indicates towards the front of the rickshaw to you. Wait, so I have to pull it? Am I taking you on the tour? Listen, man, you're you're you look like a big strong man, man. I think you can pull me around. It's only five gold. You're gonna be carrying me around the city, and I'll tell you about the little the the local haunts. Right. Fine. Typical stoner man, just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I get for taking a tour from a freaking stoner. All right. Hey, wait, isn't Mercury are you Mercurius's dealer? <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, how do you think I know about it? This is exactly the sort of thing I would do. 
All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So he points you over to one of the rivers nearby, right by a bridge. And he says, okay, you're going to stop right here. First murder is the murder of Gail Symboldy. Gail Symboldy, she was a nobody. She worked at a shoelace factory nearby. And all they did was make shoelaces. Well, one day uh, she threw herself off this bridge. It's not very tall. This is a very small bridge. And so you said she was murdered. I'm getting there, you bastard. She survived it. Didn't even get hurt because these are so, these are, you know, they're, it's deep enough. To, but when she emerged, somebody from had followed her there from the shoelace factory and strangled her with shoelaces while she was in the water. And her body was found under the bridge by a local friendly troll with rainbow hair and a beautiful shiny green gem in its belly button. Huh. It said that her ghost still haunts underneath the bridge, but that you have to be underwater to hear her voice. Is there water under the bridge? Yeah, it's a river. Oh, right. I missed that part. Sorry. It's okay, man. I get it. I forget things all the time. All right, let's continue on. Now cross the bridge, please. Okay. I'm going to cross the bridge. All right. After Symbol Sindeldee's murderer had strangled her and left her corpse in the water. He crossed the bridge after murdering her only to be met by a local sheriff who was passing by and watched the murder to get his kicks, but he couldn't let the murder stand. So he said, Hey, what were you doing with Cindy Symboldy? And the murderer said, Cindy Symboldy who? And he said, Cindy Symboldy's nuts. And then he shot him and his body fell into the water and he died in there too. And it said that if you stick your head under the water, you can still hear his voice. A lot of these are water-based kind of murders. Yeah, I've no yeah, also kind of in the same spot. Yep, exactly. So if you will just uh carry us over just three squares that way along the riverbed. Okay. Okay. Here, the person who killed Cindy Symboldy was then killed by the sheriff, who then started to walk down, and he slipped on a piece of loose gravel and uh, and fell into the water, which isn't a murder, but he died by accident. But it's said that if you stick your head under the water, and it this just continues to go, and you are moving very slowly along this river, that's it. That's that's there's there's your murder <laughs> tour so far. It's <laughs> not what I was expecting. You go through like five of these and then eventually he's like, oh, this next murder happens in an alleyway just to your left. If you'll turn down there. OK. All right. You go and you go into the alleyway. He tells you to keep going for a little bit. You go in. It gets a little darker, a little shadier. And he says, OK, stop here. This next murder is about to happen now when I murder you. I knew that was coming. The little handles that you were holding on, they have these little restraints that go and magically wrap around your wrists. And so now you are stuck to the rickshaw handles. And with that, we will move over to Kyle. Kyle, what do you want to do? Ice cream. But first, I really need a shirt that says I came to the world's faucet and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Perfect. Yeah. Super easy to find. How much gold will that cost? Two gold. Two gold. Perfect. There's new merch, too. Yes. 
anyway, ice cream. I because I figure ice lady, obviously ice cream, and I'm gonna we're gonna cream the ice lady when we find her. So I'm gonna go get some ice cream. Oh, great, perfect. <laughs> My logic circuit may not have been fully waterproofed. Somebody points you to several ice cream shops. Some are saying like, oh, the stall right over there across the beach has great ice cream. They freeze the water from the lake and make delicious ice cream. And then if somebody else hears them saying that, whatever, man, Funky Babs makes the best ice cream. Funky Babs, that's where you got to go, man. They've, they, It's so creamy. It's so good. You want creamy ice cream, man. That's what you want. No, you want like frozen, fresh, fresh, frozen ice cream. Just don't listen to them. Bunky Babs is a... It's, yeah, it's a bunk. Yeah, see, this guy gets it. Yeah, well, <laughs> do you guys have, like, uh, any, um, like, franchises? Do you have, like, a Cold Stone? Cold Stoner? Cold cold, cold Boulder? Cold Boulder. I like Cold Boulder. <laughs> cold Boulder. Yep, that's the name of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to go franchise, franchise you can find anywhere. Of course there's Cold Boulder. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty square. I want the I want the like legit um the non-tourist experience. Like a like a local, you know? Bunky Babs is local. She lives here. There's only one of those shops. I mean, there's only three of these little kiosks. Yeah, it's a chain, but it's only here in Ever Falls. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Hey, what's your name? No, we, we've already done that. We've done Tony. that joke. Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, Tony, Ezekiel, I'm going to Bunky Babs. Thank you. Thank you for directing me to the local spot. The one guy goes, you're going to Bunky Babs. Fuck you, man. Hey. You, you poser. And the other one says, good choice. Good choice. You made the right choice, my man. All right. All right, yeah. You go down a couple streets, fall in the river, and you get to an ice cream shop. It's a small shop, hey? It says Bunky Babs on the front, and it has various frozen animals, such as the boat animals that we mentioned earlier. But in the, they're just like frozen on display. No, oh, how quaint! I will go. I will go inside. You go inside. You see actual frozen animals of those depicted on the face of the building. They are frozen solid there, and you see people going up and paying money, and they are given a little cup, a little cardboard cup, you know, that you get. It's a self-serve type place, and they are also given a ice cream scoop with it, and then they leave, and they go over to, like, the frozen skag, and they dig the ice cream scoop into the frozen skag, pull it out, and put it in their bowl. Fascinating. <laughs> well, I, you know, when in Rome, I guess I'll, I'll just get in line. I thought I was really onto something. I was like, ooh, if all these animals are frozen, maybe that ice siren is around. But this is just normal for them, I guess. You get to the front of the line and you are face to face with this stout gnome wearing a pink and white striped outfit, very vibrant. And the name badge on there says Bunky Babs. Welcome to Bunky Babs. How can I help you? I would like to have what everyone else is having. And I would also like to ask if you have seen, you know ice, obviously you're a connoisseur of ice and cream. A little more of the cream, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, my man. <laughs> well, I am looking for an ice siren of sorts, but she's kind of not a real siren. 
Like she doesn't have the full tattoos, likely. Uh, roll me a d6. Three. I don't know about sirens, but I've heard about some religious cult of bandits and psychos that want to steal that gem. That could be very bad. That could be very bad for all of Alaska's. Hmm. Uh, where are they at? You got directions on them? Never eat soggy waffles? They're all rumors. That's all I've heard. She says, you seem new around here. We get a lot of tourists. You know, this is a little more of a local place. You must have gotten some good tips from some locals. So what we do is we take the milk from the animals, use that milk to freeze the animals with their own milk and then you're able to just scoop into them and and you get their essence their flavor it is delicious one of a kind only here it ever falls anywhere else that does it is a copy of me for sure yeah susan uh, you'd probably sue them for like uh copyright infringement well that sounds very law technical and i ain't no <laughs> lawyer but i know one thing i know ice cream all right all right well I know about bandits, no sirens. Uh, I, I'll, I will have the uh, bowl with the scoop and I will scoop a skag, I, I suppose. Can I scoop one of these skags? Yep, yep, that'll be three gold. Three gold, there you are. Thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. Well, enjoy, and she hands you a little cup and a ice cream scoop. Which animal are you going towards? Is there, hmm, I don't know. Like a rack, maybe? Is there a rack in there? Yeah, yeah, there's a rack. That's weird. Do racks have milk? Obviously, they have, well, they're like reptilian, though. What animal doesn't have nipples? Do snakes have nipples? They're like, they're snakes, but they're also bats, so it's it's kind of like a... Snake bats, and bats are mammals. Bats definitely have nipples. I have not seen them, but there are um, But Batman has nipples, at the very least. Batman has nipples on the outside of his suit. This yes. Which is weird. <laughs> you can definitely milk George Clooney Batman. <laughs> oh my god, how did we get to milking George Clooney? How did we get here? So there is a rack, and it's actually a pretty cool display there because it has this beautiful pillar of clearish, whitish, frozen ice, and flying above it in like Mid-flight is the position it is frozen in is a rack. That's still super weird. (laughs) Super, super weird. So you walk up to that? Yeah, I walk up to that and I uh, scoop it. Obviously wrong because I'm not from around here and it's super obvious. I have no idea what I'm doing. You scoop from like the middle of the pillar. Bunky Bab sees that happening and other people see that happening. They're like, whoa. No, don't no. do that. Hey, hey, what are you doing here? That's you you do it as close to the to the animal as possible, you nincompoop. Uh, uh <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, uh I'll try again. I'll try I'll do this better. You start to go for above that, but you took a large scoop out of the pillar and it starts as you go and you like scoop at near the rack, that scoop cracks the rest of the ice, and then it falls over and breaks. And the rack starts to flutter and then comes to life and starts flying around and thrashing about the shop and knocking over the other ice sculptures and freeing those animals. There's a skag, there's a spider ant, there's all sorts of animals wandering around here now. You've caused the chaos, the mayhem. What the hell are you doing? And we'll stop right there for you. All right, my animal companions, I've set them free. Now they will do my bidding. <laughs> Probably not how that's going to go, but... Tourists, come on! Come on, guy, we're walking here. 
Kimmy, you're up. I would like to go to the library because I feel like librarians know what's up. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Somebody points you to the library and they say something like, oh, nerd. (laughs) Whatever. Come to a beautiful city like this. You want to see books? Yeah, I do. You know, you get there and it is actually a very pretty library face. You got the stone columns, big windows. It's a sizable library. Okay, I'm going to walk in and in uh, real basic bitch fashion, I'm going to look for the true crime section. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, roll me a search check. 15. Oh, actually, it's 18. Sorry. Thanks to the Huey, Dewey, and Louie system, you're able to find pretty quickly the true crime section. And it is uh, an impressive size. It's three rows of books, probably about five squares long and two squares tall. You need a ladder to reach the top books. Okay, I'm going to peruse and then I'm going to act like Belle and like use the use the <laughs> ladder to look through all the books quickly. Please, can you sing whilst doing it? <laughs> yep, I'm going to have a little ditty while, while I do it. <laughs> Roll a traverse. Oh no, am I going to fall? Um, 19. Oh, flawless. You perfectly slide on this ladder across. The librarian sees you doing this and is mad for a second, but then is like, oh, that was so graceful. I can't get mad at that. And they are just in total shock and awe as you do this. And as you're passing by, you did it just perfectly at the right speed that you're able to like read through titles pretty quickly. And you see various true crime titles. Surely the murder of Cindy Simple Day should be on there or whatever she's <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the flow of murders following Cindy Simple D. Ooh, that's a good title. Nice. Yeah, and it's like water flowing to a body, and then that water splits off and forms into more bodies of water. Mm. There's like the devil in Everfalls. There's Helter Skeletoner. Nice. Don't encourage him. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a good one. Elaspis Predator. Um, Mindfucker. Instead of mind hunter, right? Yeah, yeah. No. You know, do you want some more? Threes. Rules of threes. That was three. That was great. I'm going to pick up the devil and ever would ever boss. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I I hundred percent thought you were gonna go for mindfucker. <laughs> it was too scary. Okay, I'm gonna select it and then I'm going to walk towards the librarian. You get close to the librarian. And as you were walking through, you notice that like even sliding on things and walking, you don't hear anything while you're there. Like your footsteps are completely silent. Uh, When you pick up the book from the shelf, it doesn't scrape against the other books. It's just totally silent. But as you approach the desk where the librarian is, all of a sudden you can start to hear even your own breath. You didn't even notice that you're like the sound of your own breath you couldn't hear. So uh, some faint sounds and the sound of your footsteps come back in as you get close to the desk. The librarian is a pasty human, glasses with wings coming out of them, hair back in a messy ponytail, brown hair, very stereotypical librarian. I'm going to set down the book and say, I know I don't have a library card. Can I still check out this book? (sighs) 
Tourist. Yes. Listen. I'm listening. Closer, closer. Uh, uh, I just like move in like a centimeter. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm just taking the book. That's not how libraries work. Then how do I get this book? You have to sign up for a library card. Okay. I'll sign up for a library card. Okay. And she hands you some paper and we will cut there for yours. Wait, wait, wait. That was a hanger, dude. All of us end in like potential life threatening, and she's just checking out a fucking library card for <laughs> <laughs> high risk for failure. <laughs> Hers ends in paperwork, motherfucker. <laughs> what would you rather do? Fight shit or do paperwork? That is true, actually. Yeah, Kimmy, you got the, the worst worst deal. Raw deal. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle of the Episode, where we do ads. If you want to support us directly, we just started a coffee or Ko-Fi, and you can donate money, buy us badass tokens, if you will, so that we can do certain things like buy new music, buy artwork, buy new equipment or software. Everything you donate will go back into the show. So you can go to coffee.com slash FFAdventureCo. There's a link in the episode description if you want to support us directly. If you want to try Bunkers and Badasses for yourself, you totally should. And you should let us know how your adventures go. But first, you need the source book. So go to nerdvonagames.com and buy yourself a source book. If you enjoy listening to us, then go check out Bad Assets. Ian Moss, who has played Drake Wilson in our podcast, he is the BM over there. And he BMs for a great group of folks. They have great chemistry. And right now they are playing through the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is in the source book. It's really fun. Such a good group. You can watch it on YouTube and they have the actual battle maps and whatnot, or you can listen wherever you podcast. Bad assets. What's going on, everybody? My name is Alex. And my name is Diana. And we are two-fifths of Critically Stupid, a comedy Dungeons and Dragons podcast with new episodes every Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If I had to pick, I'd probably say my favorite NPC in the show is sean the gorilla uh who i decided in the moment wears pants a waistcoat and uh spectacles diana who's your favorite npc in the show uh my favorite character is uh captain davil star song because in my head y'all he's fine af and makes me feel a certain way if you'd like to experience diana red-faced and sweaty in real time catches on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you enjoy that sweet sweet content you can catch updates on our twitter at crit stupid come watch me glisten i love that this is going to be audio only so listener you're gonna to have to take my word on it she's real good looking <laughs> <laughs> all right we go back to tarquin in the museum the wax has fallen it has formed a waxy wall in front of you and then you hear weird footsteps coming towards you and you see somebody coming up they have candles near their joints little flames by their joints and you see this waxy figure walking towards you the flames heating their joints so that they're able to move on their own oh um hello are you responsible for this door of wax i see before me that impedes my progress through your delightful tourist attraction if you're seeking the one who's responsible for this wall of wax, it is you. How can I make amends for whatever cultural slights I have done you, good sir, slash madam, slash wax? 
you can go back to the beginning and endure, not endure, enjoy the education of the wax people's rich history. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take out my fan and I'm going to waft it so all these little fires go out. All right, roll me and interact. That is an 11. A couple of the flames go out, most of them. There's the two knee joint ones are fine. They can bend up and down a little bit. That was a little below your your range of your fan. Okay, I'm just going to shoulder barge him and knock him over. You knock him down and a piece of his arm breaks off in a waxy mess. You know, little small wax bits go around. He says, well, that was a dick move. (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna snap one of the little wax fingers off and put it in my pocket just to keep and then i'll give him a chance are you gonna let me out of your wax museum mate how am i supposed to let you out you knocked me over you blew out my flames (laughs) yeah fair enough okay i'm just gonna ram my boot through his head you blew me proper and what I've not got time for this wax shit. I'm going to stomp him. Curb stomping him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you put your foot through and it, it breaks. Uh, and actually it mushes. It's still a little bit soft. His mouth was actually moving. Like uh, those flames had softened him a little bit. He was slowly hardening. You know, as you saw his mouth. <laughs> you saw him getting harder. <laughs> moving slower. You, you stomp into his head and it's just like kind of a waxy, right? Gooey entrance of your foot into his skull but you said his leg fire was still alive right his leg knee flames were still burning yeah one of them went out as he went down but the other one's still there cool snap that leg off and use it to melt the wax in front of the door okay very slow this is a very very slow process of <laughs> I that time to go <laughs> and as you're doing that you feel a couple of little pelts on your back and you hear soft sounds of pew. Okay, gonna turn around, see what that is. You see four waxy figures dressed in camouflage. Or maybe you don't see them. How high is your insight? Uh, Or how high is your search? Are they invisible? What are they camouflaged as? Museum? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like green, right? You know, green army camouflage. Yeah, but unless that's what the museum walls are decorated like, they're gonna stand out fairly obviously. You are right. They're very easy to spot in their green camouflage. And they're shooting their little wax guns at you. Is this doing me any damage? Is this gonna hurt? Is this hurting me? No. Okay, I'm just going to ignore them then and keep melting the the door. They took out Mayor Wax Boy! Get him, get him! And they keep shooting you, shooting you. Uh, One starts to, like, move very awkwardly towards you as the joints are, like, moving. The wax is very slowly melting. It gets close to you. It pulls out a wax knife. Your back's to him. uh, And he puts the wax knife, uh, slowly stabs it into you, and it just breaks. Okay, right. Do you say there was three of them? Yes. His skin is impenetrable. My fan is a sharp fan, so I'm I'm just going to slice them to bits. Slice the shit out of them. Interact? Let's just do an interact. A 12. You're cutting into them, not all the way through their body, and so it'll be like you hit some wax, and then all of a sudden their body starts to go lopsided, and the wax melts and then goes over the wound and heals and then dries a little bit, so they're like 
just getting more and more deformed as you slice through them. Eventually you like cut a leg off and the guy falls on the ground and they're crying. And, oh, what happened to my leg? What happened to my leg? But some more wax people start moving in very slowly. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop you there and I'm just going to throw a grenade at them all. You know, like the thing... I want them to end up in some horrible, like, all just melted together with many limbs and many faces. That. That's what I'm going for. There, so there are the two other military-dressed figures that are not that far away from you. And then more people are, like, coming in from the sides. You can see the flames, but you can't quite make out who they are. Uh, What are you doing? Where are you throwing it? As close to, like, the center of the group as possible. The military people are probably most centered at this point. So you throw that. The wax flies everywhere. This is a Torg explosive. Their chunks fly into wax buildings, wax windows, and you see little faces pop up. What the hell's going on out there? Cover your eyes, children! And so he says, oh, Frank's all over me. No. As bits and pieces fly and melt on them. Don't let it dry on me. You're just doing this carnage of wax. Mm-hmm. A crowd is gathering more and more. Wait, and How am I progressing on this door melting situation? I mean, it's a thick wall of wax. It's slowly melting. Okay. Um, can I... All right. Whilst holding the fire, I, can I start slashing the door with my fan? Just to try and speed things up a little bit? You start doing that and you're making so much more progress as you slice at it. Just slicing away chunks of wax. And people are going in and gathering and saying, Who would come to a museum and destroy us? Most people come to learn about us. I learned that you are not worth saving. <laughs> let him out. Let him out. We can't. He disrespected us in the wax. He killed the wax guardian. The guardian of wax. And there's just all this commotion of people and saying, what happened to dad? The intruder came and blew him up. He didn't want to learn of our history, our rich history. All that's going on, and you finally get through the wax wall, and you walk through it, and there's the gift shop. There is a human being in the gift shop and says, wow, you uh, you really have a problem with wax people, huh? Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and I didn't even knew that I didn't even know they existed until I came to this fucking museum. And now I've committed a, an atrocity thanks to them. <laughs> it is not that big of a deal. We have wax molds of everybody. We'll just remake them. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. I don't feel bad now. Okay, thanks. Bye. It wasn't thanks cool. for I mean, hey, if you want to help with that process though, buy buy a snow globe or something. Um, no. No, hard pass, actually. Sorry. <laughs> Not just a dick to the wax people of Wax Museumius. Okay, bye, then. Thank, thanks for a lovely time. Uh, you leave unharmed. There's little bits of wax dried to your clothing, uh, but that's it. Yeah, you're good. Let's go over to Kyle. Let's go over to Mercurius. Boy, nobody can hold a candle to my buddy Tarquin. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wax poetic there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've been saving those for like 30 minutes. They're not even that good. No, oh, okay. no. Right. no. They were bad. He was quite dull of wick. <laughs> <laughs> Waxing on. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Mercurius, you're in this chaotic uh, shop that has these animals who are now 
unfrozen. Chunks of them are missing as they thaw. Blood starts to come out of the bodies. It's just pandemonium in there. People are yelling at you. Oh, yes, that's right. These are my, these are now my animal companions. I am the beast tamer. Wait, that's, that's not me. What the hell did you do? You come into Bunky Babs and you just <laughs> fuck shit up, man, tourists, am I right? Yes. Damn tourists. That's you. What? Oh, yeah. Um, could I try? I could try and pin it on somebody else, but not anymore because now I'm saying this out loud. You know, honestly, my bad. My mistake. Not from around here. Tourist. Can I help with the mess here? What do you want me to do? Shoot him? No, no, no. It's hard to collect these specimens. Then they do me. They serve me so well and they soft serve everyone else so well. All right. All right. Here you go. Uh, what you're going to need to do is calm them down. And then you're going to milk them. From there, we can put it into the ice gun and you can freeze them. Yes. Okay. You don't necessarily have to calm them down. You just need to milk them. I just got to milk them. Okay. What's first? How many How many of these are there? They're like a skag, a rack. Spider-Ant. Spider-Man. George Clooney, Batman. We'll just say those three. We'll just say the Spider-Ant, the rack, and the skag got loose. Rack and the skag. Okay. I'm going to wrestle a skag. Yeah, it's it's going around, chomping at things, sort of. But it's, it doesn't have, its teeth were dulled, so it's not even dangerous. Oh, wow. Are none of us going to be in mortal danger after all that setup? No, <laughs> oh, he's still got claws. They didn't file down the claws or declaw them. They put on those, like, acrylic caps over them. You know how they do for, like, instead of declawing kitties, they, like... Yes, it looks so cute because it looks like they have little painted toenails. We used to do that for our cats. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Various painted little acrylic nail covers. Adorable and humane. So you're going to go after the skag, right? Yeah, I'm going to wrestle him. Okay, interact it. Interact with a skag. 16. How do you pin it or whatever? What are you going to do with it? I mean, ideally, if you're milking a creature, you'll be sitting on like a stool next to it. (laughs) Am I giving this skag? Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Am I giving this skag a reach around? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think that might be the best way, right? Like you hop on top of it, kind of straddling it so that it can kind of calm it down or hold it in place so it's not fighting as much. Yeah, it's safe. She goes, okay, great job. And she tosses you a little vial, almost like a bottle. That's all it takes. Sweet. Yep. Just a couple ounces. A couple of squirts in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that sound effect. You could put in a sound effect later. I won't do it with my mouth. I need 16 ounces of milk from each of them. I'm not, I'm just going to let your, this carry over You're 16. Like you're able to milk it and get it into there. It overflows even a little bit. You get so much out of that skag. This city slicker's not bad at farmhand work. Keep that on hand so that you can put it in the freeze ray. Actually here, here's the freeze gun. She gives you the freeze gun and it has a little circular, like, you know, where you put the magazine, the clip. It's got a little spot like that for the bottle of milk you just got. So you slap the milk in there, rack that puppy, and freeze up some animals. Take aim and shoot. And you roll accuracy? Yeah, roll an accuracy. 19. Okay, that's upper tier of the freezing weapon. Do you have stats for the freezing weapon? <laughs> yep, I definitely do. It does 1d6 per hit, and you got a critical and a regular. So 1d6 and 1d12. 9, 10, 11, 12 cryo damage. You slow it with that cryo damage, and it, it goes docile at that point, but it, it can't really move anymore. It's frosting around the edges a little. Good skag. Good enough. Let's move to the next one. Let's shoot the wreck. 17? 
1d6, 1d12. That is 10. Okay, you freeze it and she gets so pissed. She's like, what the hell? You have to milk it. You have to milk it. You have to use their own milk. That's one oh. of the things, the funky babs. Oh. Wait, hey, hang on though. This could be like mixing the flavors. It's a brand new invention. You can have that idea for free. The rack goes, you got my rack in that skag. And the skag goes, you got my skag in that rack. Like that old Reese's commercial. <laughs> it's uh, it's frozen a little bit. So it's docile at that point. You're you're good enough to move on. Uh, last thing is the spider ant. It's a lot quicker. It's like running on the walls and the ceiling and just traveling around everywhere. Now, did I milk the spider ant? <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> sentence. You only milked the skag. Let's wrestle that spider ant. Go ahead and give me that. Actually, this is going to be a traverse check because it's so quick. Not great. Eight. Yeah, you're trying to catch it. and It's fast. Yeah, you're like knocking over tables. People's ice cream goes onto the floor. You're making a mess. You're making more of a mess than catching a spider ant. Damn. What do we do when a spider ant won't? Do I have, what do I have? What can I lure him with? He's all riled up, yeah? Got whiskey and I've got wine and grenades. I don't know if grenades is going to help. What if I um, shoot it in the leg? <laughs> Only in one of its many leg. Roll me in accuracy. Okay. This is with, um, we're going to do the rare combat rifle, the corrosive one. Okay. He's armored, I figure. That's a s- eight. That's an eight. You shoot and you don't hit it. You hit the walls. There's pictures of Funky Babs opening the ice cream shop. Her first dollar gets a hole through it. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Oh, oh, gee, Willikers, what are you doing? That was an unflattering photo anyway. You should get a new one. It was 10 years ago. I can't do 10 years ago. They say take plenty of naked pictures of yourself when you're young because it doesn't hold up. You don't hold up so you can look back about how hot you are. Did you have a framed naked picture of yourself in your business establishment? Well, of course I did. Look, you shot me right (laughs) through the tits. You can't even see my tits anymore. Oh, my goodness. You know, what am I doing? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. You owe me a dollar. A dollar? We use gold here. They don't even make dollars anymore. Oh, I got a lousy t-shirt. You want you want my lousy t-shirt? I've lived here my whole life and I never have gone out to the world's faucet. That's actually, I'll take it. Oh, sh- oh, for real? Okay, yeah. Uh, here you go. And I'm, I'm just going to leave. Well, thanks for coming to Bunky Babs. Have yourself a good one. Come back anytime. Do you guys have any, uh, like, merchandise? Do you have any, like, T-shirts that say, oh, I came to Bunky Babs and all I did was let all the animals loose and try to milk them? We actually do. Yeah. Yep. It's just, uh, <laughs> you see on the wall behind her a T-shirt and it's got skag with udders underneath it and spider ant with udders under, you know, there's different animals with udders underneath. They don't fit well. They're like, you know, like, it, it doesn't look good. Like a bad, bad Photoshop. Yep, bad Photoshop, I think. I will purchase one of your fine shirts. These people are remarkably tolerant of us just turning up and, like, destroying their livelihoods. Yeah, I I mean, I really wrecked this joint. You don't think that we get touristy vault hunters coming around here and fucking shit up all the time? That's a good point. Uh, Yep, that's three gold. Three gold, three old gold. Well, you have my sincere apologies for the mess. I'm leaving. Hasta la vista. Hasta luego. I mean, if you want to pitch in towards all this, uh, this cleanup, you know, you could give, you could donate a little more gold, huh? Uh, well, yeah, I guess I don't have an even number. Wait, 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 what do you want? Eight? You want eight gold? Yep, 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 you yep, can, yep, You yep. can have it. Here's this eight, here's eight whole gold. 
Thanks. Uh, that should cover the um, broken furniture, bruised customers. Thanks. Have a good one. Okay. You too. This was this was an experience. I got the real local experience, you know? I feel like that wasn't, uh, wasn't a tourist trap. As you leave behind you, as the door's closing, you hear, Oh, tourists are such chumps. I can't believe we got him. And... <laughs> <laughs> the spider ant goes back over and gets in the, on this little pedestal and gets frozen again. Uh, and everything gets like back put into place. You skeevy grifters. I cannot believe it. That's fine. You know, that's okay. It was an experience. I did pay for the experience. Oh, shit. I skipped good boy. I, I went in the wrong order. Whatever. Doesn't matter. You did. Screw that. It's fine. Good boy, you are in the alley. This guy's in the rickshaw behind you. You're facing away from him when these little straps come out of the handlebars and strap you to the rickshaw. This woman comes out from behind a dumpster. Great job, honey. You brought us, uh, we're eating well tonight. This boy oh here, he looks strong. He looks like he'd have a lot of money on him. Oh, yeah. The first part of that sentence scared me a little bit for a second. What'd you think we were going to do? Well, I mean, you said it looks like we're going to be eating good tonight. You thought we were cannibals? Hey, man, that's not cool. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm the asshole. You are? Wow, man. I feel emotionally traumatized. Yeah, that's real fucked up, man. We're not monsters. We're just trying to make a living here. So uh, what do you say? Well, you don't actually have a say in this. And she walks up right up to you and starts patting away at your pockets. I'm just going to like headbutt her then, I guess. Uh, she's patting away at your cargo pants. Well, first she starts at your pecs and then down to your abs. And the guy says, <laughs> checking for pockets or checking for muscles, huh? Eh, babe, not this again. You never be too safe. Uh, and then, yeah, go ahead and headbutt. Okay. Well, that's a four. Yeah, you headbutt her. And your nose bleeds just as much as her nose bleeds. I prefer it that way. What the hell? I'm just trying to take some money off of you. Come on, don't. Ah, now I got to go get this fixed. Not your nose, babe. Man, that's my favorite part. I'm leaving you. See ya. If you don't have a nice nose, I'm out of here. Babe, no, don't. Don't leave me. Oh, man. Such a shallow guy. Only the marriage for your nose. Oh, we're not married. It's, uh, somebody won't uh, commit like that, I suppose. Yeah, especially now. Oh, gay. Oh, ouch. Ouch. That's your fault. This is your fault. Uh, and she pulls out a knife and stabs you with it. Yeah, she stabs you in the gut with it and you take three points of damage. But I guess your shield pops up and she goes, oh, Vault hunters, we get them here all the time. It's fine. You're not going anywhere. I think, actually, I'm this guy's ride. So if he's leaving, I think I have to leave, too. He gets back into the rickshaw, and he's like, he's actually got a good point, babe. Shut up. You're high. That You always do this type of thing. You're always so high. You just go with the flow. Come on. Sober up. You're right, babe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I almost left you because of your nose, too. Let's just get out of here. The two of us. We could leave Everfalls. We could be happy somewhere else. We could make like a tree hut and live in the trees and be jabbers. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. You're so stupid. Why am I with you? Because I give you drugs. No, you don't. You always use the drugs. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> I should do better. Yeah, why don't you pitch in here? 
search pockets. Okay. Uh, and he gets up out of the rickshaw and starts to walk towards you and then starts to pat from behind uh, your pockets. Uh, I guess I'm going to do like the, what do they call that? Kick behind you. Oh, like a horse does? <laughs> yeah, like a horse does. Exactly. Is that what the horse license was for all along? <laughs> roll an accuracy. Actually, roll strength interact. You're kicking behind you. That's a 19. You kick him very hard and he flies back and he goes into the rickshaw and the rickshaw rolls backwards and with you you roll backwards as well with it stumbling back uh, you fall on your butt the rickshaw tips forward he takes four points of damage and you take three points of damage as you fall on your butt oh man can i just keep rolling with the rickshaw yeah you you roll back a few squares with it it's still behind you a ways if you were like to back out of the alley. I don't know what to do now. I guess I'm just going to try and get out of the alley. Backwards, forwards, which way are you going? Backwards. Uh, that's going to be a little trickier. Let's do a traverse check with minus two. Okay, that's a five. Yeah, you start to back up and it starts to pivot and you bump into the wall. And it... It's like that scene from Austin Powers with the... Yep. Yes, yeah, you keep doing, like, the backup, and soon your face is just, like, squished against the wall as you are perfectly, like, wedged in there somehow. All right. That's why we jump cut to that scene. You know, like, you're starting to do that back and forth of trying to back up and pull forward, and then you're just wedged in there. I don't know where to go from here. You're wedged in there real good. The stoner in the back, your tour guide gets up, and he's like, ugh. I guess I got to make another ghost in this alley. Uh, And the girl starts coming towards you, holding her knife. Says, you're stuck now, sucker. And then a ghostly hand emerges from the ground below you, and it pulls itself up. Another one comes out of the dumpster. Another one comes out of the wall near you. And they say, you murdered us here. Yeah, man, we just wanted your money, though. That's all we wanted. It's not our fault that you only have so much blood. Well, that wasn't cool, man. We'll get you. And they start going and going around them. And they're like, oh, no, we didn't know ghosts were real. We just did this tour to exploit tourists. Oh, no. Oh, gee willikers. One of the ghosts goes up and unlatches your hands. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. You're face to face with this ghost. It's got everything's white on it. It's got a white top hat on, very old school suit on, one of those overly buttoned suits, even has a good old proper cane. The other two ghosts wrap their arms around the two people and then a fiery pit opens up below them and they go down into the depths of hell. Fantasy hell, of course. This is the most literal ghost tour I've ever been on. Yeah, it's not very good, is it? I mean, I was thinking it was very good. Usually it's just like, this is the place where things happen. There might be a ghost. And with this, it's like, not only do you get to see the ghost, you get to see how they're made. Is there anything you need from us? Any questions about something that you're looking for? Is there any way we can repay you for keeping them around long enough for us to get here and drag them to hell? Yeah, I swear we were looking for something, something that we we're looking for. And you know what? I think that I had it scribbled on my hand, the ice siren. So I, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to say, do you know anything about the the Bryce Chiron? Nope. 
don't know any Bryce. I know a Bryce Cameron. I don't think that was it. How about Rice Canyon? Are you looking for the Rice Canyon? Oh, man, that sounds a lot closer. That could have been it. Rice Canyon. Maybe just like, here, I'll just say something random that makes no sense. Like Ice Siren? That's nothing. Did you say Ice Siren? Yeah, I mean, I know. It was nothing. Well, there are rumors of an Ice Siren around here, but she's different from the others. A couple people said that they got frozen in the water outside of, you know, in the ghost network. We we, we all hang out. It's a close network of ghosts here. And uh, some say that they were frozen to death underneath the river by some ice siren. Okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't help me since that wasn't what I was looking for. It was probably the Rice Canyon. Oh, the Rice Canyon is wonderful. Rice as far as the eye can see in the depths of the canyons. Many people fall in if they walk too close to the edge because rice is a slippery footing. Yeah, okay. They say they may have to use sticky rice in order to form the walls. Brown rice, white rice, jasmine rice, all sorts of rice layering everything. But during the winter, you have to be careful where you walk. You have to beware of thin rice. All right, bye. And then he goes and a little fiery portal opens up below him and he goes into it and you hear screams. Oh man, I'm so high, but this sucks so bad. Worst trip ever. God, imagine being high and going to hell, literal hell. All right, there you go. There's your little adventure. Phaleon, here we are, library. You have paperwork before you. So I'm going to use my non-dominant hand, and on the paper, I'm going to write Whaleon Fillersby. Have we ever, did we say your last name in one of the episodes? I know we did, like, your middle name had an H, right? Yeah, it was Phaleon Helena Willersby. Nice. I'm just, just swapping the W and the F. How, oh, wait, no, no, you're ambidextrous. Oh, yeah. But my, my weaker, my weaker hand. Use your teeth. Use a foot. Yeah. <laughs> Get pigeon to write it. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you using your non-dominant hand? It's still it's still like legible. It's just not as nice. It's just not. It's like looks like a second grader's handwriting. It's legible, but it's not great. Okay. Is it spelling like a second grader? Is writing with your left hand impede your ability to spell? <laughs> no, it's spelled correctly. It's spelled Whaleon Fillersby. <laughs> All right. He goes, wow, you've got some terrible handwriting there. Okay, Whaleon Fillersby, okay, that's that. All right, now just need uh, your address. One, two, three, Rocky Road Avenue. Roll me a talk check. 17. One, two, three, Rocky Road Avenue. Oh, are you from I Don't Fucking Know? Yep. That's the place. Oh, do you know Carl Grand's boy? No, I I don't know anyone. I don't talk to anyone. Uh, he lives there. Uh, we dated for a while, but real piece of shit. You would have gotten negative points from me if you knew him. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't know him. But while we're speaking, because it seems like we're friends now, do you know anything about an ice disciple? Oh, like a religious, somebody who, who worships ice? No, like... They're like obsessed with this siren, this ice siren. It's like a follower. Please tell me you've heard something. Uh, Roll a d6. Five. Libraries, we are a well of knowledge. As much knowledge as we give out, we also receive knowledge. And I have heard 
that someone, it's like a siren, but not a siren, has been freezing off the rivers out in the jungles around us. I don't know if they're trying to flood the city or prepare to attack it, disarm us somehow. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but supposedly they're freezing all the rivers. Okay. Thank you for this information. I'm going to go. I'm going to take my book and my library card because now I have a library card here. She gives you a library card. I don't. Is there a place for things? Items. Yeah. And they say it's a 23 day return period. Perfect. So just make sure you have that back to us. You got it. This book will definitely be returned. And I leave. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks, best friend. Were you meeting back up at the world's faucet? Yeah, the boat animals. You're all sort of making your way over there. And over your echo stones, you hear Princess Consuela come in. Hey, gang, it's me, Princess Consuela. I'm just hanging out here at the world's faucet. And wouldn't you believe it? It seems like one of these Siren Queen's disciples is here. Uh, It looks like she's heading towards that gem in the middle of the lake. So if you want to hurry on over... It sure would be great. And you all rush over there. You're in different places around the lake, around that area. And you see someone out on the water. They're walking on water. What? As you look closer, you see they are freezing the water beneath their feet as they walk on it. And it shatters behind them, leaving little mini ice glaciers in the water. As you look closer, this woman on the water, she's got icy white hair she's got this elegant dress on that's comprised of some blues she has a sword hanging from her hip and you can tell the blade of that is made of ice and she continues to walk across the lake and there's not really anything anybody can do she draws her sword as she gets to the buoys and she slashes in front of her you see this wall of energy split as she cuts through a little bit of a magical barrier there and walks through it, continues on, gets to the island. When she makes it to the island, she walks up. People around are freaking out. They are panicked. What is she doing? What is she doing? Oh, no, she's going for the jam. The security force there is trying to get in there, but you look around and you can see that she had already attacked some people and there are frozen blocks of people and some of those blocks have been cut through and bottom half in one ice cube, top half in the other ice cubes, very similar to what you saw in Firehaven. She continues to walk on this island. She gets to the gem and she grabs it and it starts to react to her as she holds it in her hand. The rain starts to thicken up, kind of a slush coming down. It's not straight falling anymore and it starts to spiral around and around and it heads towards her. You start to see some sort of building form around her and you can't see her anymore. She's in it, but before you can even see what the building is, this white mist starts to form around it and it's emitting from there and it's spreading. It's spreading to the end of the island. It's spreading into the water. It's spreading over the water. It's at the beach of the lake and it's continuing on. It's getting closer and closer to you all. People are panicking. Some people try to run, but once the mist gets them, you don't hear them anymore and you don't see them. And as it gets closer to you, you're not reacting at all. You're just waiting. You're accepting your fate, I suppose. 
it covers you and you would expect you saw it turn into this slurry almost like slush snow you would expect there to be a cold feeling as it envelops you but it's not everything is going white pure white around you you can't see anyone around you but you feel a little bit of a warmth and this white is surrounding you you're all alone but you feel that nice warmth and we begin our adventure like we start many great adventures in a tavern. What? Thanks so much for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. It has now been over a year since we launched, and I really wanted to get an episode out on the actual anniversary but last week I got super duper sick and I was so close to finishing the episode too but I did zero editing last week because I was so out of it it wasn't COVID but we're on the mend now like my voice is still a little bit rough and you know all that sickiness but lots of sleeping but I did get editing done just in time literally the night before this finished I finished editing it for its normal release if you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Good Pods. If you're on Good Pods, you can give us that sweet five-star rating on every episode you listen to. You can say what you liked about the episode. Oh, this episode was weird because of all the random improv stuff. They just were doing weird things the entire episode. It was funny, hopefully. You can interact with us on social medias at FF Adventure Co. Join our Discord. A link is in the episode description. The next episode comes out March 14th, and that one will be the big celebration of our one-year anniversary we like to celebrate late, you know, because that's what cool people do. Never come to a party on time, even if it's your own party. We had asked listeners through social media and the Discord, mainly Discord, to send in little mini quests for our vault hunters to do rapid fire style. Thank you to everybody that sent them in. We had a dozen of them and it was an absolute blast. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited for everybody to hear how it went. And so excited to be in our second year. I promise the second year is going to be even better, even crazier, even cooler than the first. So thank you, badasses, for listening to us. It really does mean the world. I'll leave you with some sage advice. Clothes don't make the badass. Badasses don't wear clothes. Bye. Evil hunter, I'll watch you back if you watch my Great job, honey. Oh my gosh, how many voices can I do today? Great job, honey. Good, good job luring another tourist here. Oh, we get so many of them, we make so much money. Kimmy hates this voice. I'll undo it.